You are a DM, and one of your players, a friend, just had a close family member pass away. It has been incredibly hard on them, so you offer to cancel the session, but they requested that you still play. They say they need a break, and they're hoping that the session can be a way to take their mind off of everything. Now, you had originally planned on introducing the party to the next main villain. They had just finished the side dungeon, and you were thinking, hey, let's start on the next big leg of their adventure. However, you're also aware of your friend's feelings. Yes, they want a break, and spending any time with you would be a pleasure, I'm sure. However, you also want to go above and beyond. What would you like to do? Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM. I'm one of your hosts, Tanner Wayland, and together you and I will learn how to tell better stories as we DM sessions of Dungeons & Dragons 5e. You may have noticed, but uh, no, I am not Justin. Surprise, surprise. When Justin first brought up the idea of doing this podcast together, uh, originally we thought, hey, it'd be cool to uh, have me, have Caden join in on a few group discussions, obviously. And those have been great. Uh, but Justin also was like, hey, if you ever want to discuss a topic uh, that you're passionate about, please feel free. And today's topic, I think, definitely plays into that. Uh, you'll notice at the start of the show that I kind of changed the intro. Uh, just kind of more my style, but I'm fascinated by what-if scenarios, right? Uh, so the scenario that I presented, for example, was about a friend who'd gone through a hard thing. It didn't have to be that, you know, a close friend or family member of theirs had passed or anything like that. But there's many times when your players are going through something and there's a desire uh, to not to not only like forget about that, um, maybe that's wrong, maybe forgetting about it's not the right way to phrase it, uh, but rather uh, there's always a desire when you get together as a D&D &D group to put aside, you know, the troubles that are going on outside of your adventure. However, you shouldn't be completely unaware uh, when it comes to preparing your sessions. Uh, in answer to my kind of query about like, hey, what do you do in a scenario like that where you want to make it special for a friend you know is having a hard time? Uh, like, for example, my answer would be, hey, talk to the guy themselves uh, or talk to the person themselves, I guess I should say. doesn't have to be a guy. But talking to them, finding out what they like about the campaign so far and what they kind of wish there was more of, you can even do it on the sly. You don't have to be like, hey, I know you're having the hardest time. Gee whiz, rough. Uh, anyway, what do you like in the campaign? Uh, no, you don't have to frame it like that. You know how you can frame it? You can be like, hey, just wanted a little feedback. What are you enjoying so far? What do you want to do? see more of going forward? And then, since you know they're having a hard time, maybe you tweak that next campaign. Um, or that next session, sorry. And instead of doing the big old uh, introductory thing that you had planned, or who knows what, right? Uh, instead of doing that, maybe you're like, hey, let's have a fun little time. Let's do a side quest that I'm going to spring on them that I know they're going to have a real fun time with. Yeah, it doesn't you know, progress the story as much, but at least for this session, because my friend's in the thick of it, you know, in their own life, uh, I'll change it, right? Uh, so that's something definitely uh, to consider. Now, why am I bringing this up? So in the intro, uh, at least in my intros, 
I am planning on uh, doing more of these what-if scenarios. And I'm not just saying that so that I can share, oh, hey, this is what I would do. This is, you know, Tanner's big old idea session. No. Uh, instead, I would love to hear your comments and how you would approach this situation, right? They're going to be different situations each week. And so for this week, I would love to hear, and you can, uh, you can share ideas on our Instagram. Uh, we actually set it up not too long ago. Uh, it's at how to be a better DM and just go on there, you know, comment on some of our posts or send us a direct message and let us know, Hey, uh, in that, what if scenario that Tanner shared, uh, for episode 37, this is how I'd respond if I had a friend in that situation. And this is what I'd prepare, right? Another way that we would love uh, to interact with you and to share some, some more of our thoughts uh, is through a newsletter. Uh, in fact, we're writing it monthly. Um, all you need to do is sign up at the link that I'm going to have in the description of this episode. We'd love to get in contact with more of you. Uh, in fact, we even have a link in the newsletter where you can sign up and play a session of D&D, a one-shot with us. Uh, it depends on the month, you know, who's, who's going to be your DM. It could be Justin, could be me, could be Caden. Please reach out. We love to hear from you. And with no further ado, let's get into the topic of this podcast. Uh, as a little background for our topic today, I actually graduated with an English degree a couple years back. Uh, and like every English major, as I'm sure you know, I love books. I love reading them. I like writing them. But what does being an author have to do with being a better DM? Actually, they're about uh, as linked as you could have it, right? When you're an author or a DM, your main focus is stories, right? Are you trying to tell stories? The main difference, obviously, is the level of interaction. With an author, at least when you're just writing, you're just kind of on your own. Yes, as any like actual published author will let you know, revisions, uh, alpha readers, beta readers, those are so important for you. Uh, however, a lot of that comes, you know, outside of the writing process. D and D is a little bit different, right? Especially when it comes to player feedback. Unlike writers who have to wait a bit, you know, and they get their feedback all at once. Uh, as a DM, you're creating these stories at home, right? You're preparing these sessions. And then when you get there and you're like, hey, you do the, you know, you go into the spooky forest, you find an abandoned chapel. Oh, you've got some ghosts in there. You get immediate feedback from your players about like, hey, how do they, how immersed do they feel? Uh, do they feel interested in it? Right? Because there's a chance that you set up that let's say that spooky force with a chapel in it kind of scenario and they don't even take that hook right and they keep walking down the freaking road just going you know <laughs> and they don't even care uh, that's a wonderful example of how being an author and being uh, a dm is very different but it's also one of the strengths and so what i'm hoping to get across to you today is that if you're an author especially if you're into fantasy um, use your dming time as a chance to polish your craft. Uh, because if you're not, then you're missing out on valuable opportunity. Some of the upsides and some of the things that being a DM can definitely help you with as an author 
uh, so that you can bring it into your own writing. Uh, first, I would say that it's just communal creativity gives you juice. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it. Gives you enthusiasm is probably better uh, in a way that uh, just you being by yourself can't necessarily, or, or at least it's harder to generate. For example, when you're coming up with stories and then you're talking with your players behind the scenes and saying like, hey, what do you have for your character and what do they plan? And also finding out like their goals for their character and then weaving it into your story. It's almost like a gift you're giving them, right? You're giving them a gift of, you know, helping them achieve those goals. Also surprising them by turning the tables, you know, maybe uh, subverting their expectations. Either way, what you're doing is communal creativity. And that's going to help you really get those creative juices going. Uh, let's say that, for example, you're someone that enjoys writing, but it's been a sec, right? Life has happened. I totally get that. Sometimes getting into writing can be very hard. Getting into D&D it's a little bit easier because you have people that you have to be accountable to, right? Which is also a tip for writing, you know, <laughs> find some people you can be accountable to, like a writing group or something, and they could help you out a whole lot. Uh, but that's one reason. Uh, the second, and this one, honestly, as I was thinking about this topic, I think this is one that a lot of DMs and players could just learn in general, even if they're not writers, but as writers especially, uh, it's so important. You've probably heard show, don't tell, right? Many people hear about the principle of show, don't tell uh, in an early English class, especially when they're in school. A teacher gets really tired of having to explain to them, hey, I don't want you to say that this person is sad. I want to sh you to show me through your words that they're tearing up, that they're acting irrationally because of how either depressed or mournful they are, right? Show me uh, the actions because it gets so much more interesting rather than when people just explain uh, the emotions uh, that they think that the player, player or character in the story is feeling, right? Um, and that's the same for if you are a DM or a player. As a DM, there's a lot of times when you're going to have, let's say it's a villain or a victim, you know, either one, and you're going to be trying to evoke an emotion in the players. Getting players to want the same thing that you want or to feel the way that you want them to feel, that's, uh, that's a hard task, as anybody will tell you. It's hard for a reader as well, uh, but especially a player, you know, they, they come in with preconceived notions about what they want out of the story. And so when you're saying that, oh, there's this boy, he's walking down the street, he has, uh, he has a lame foot and he's struggling and oh, these guys are getting, and they're getting up in his face and they're pushing him down. Uh, that's going to have a lot bigger of a response than if some person comes up to them and is like, hey, I've got these friends or these people down my street who keep hurting me and giving a whole exposition about like, oh, hey, this is my life. Woe is me. That, that kind of sucks when, when it's compared to uh, just having the players walk down the street and they notice the actions of some bullies beating up on this kid that they just noticed, right? And that could be a, you know, you could do some kind of check so that they could see him or, or however you want to do it. Uh, but that's a great example of how as an author who wants to be a DM, 
if you practice showing instead of telling, uh, then your players are going to feel like they uh, like they're doing the natural thing when they step in, right? As a listener of this show, you obviously love story. Now that you've had a chance to craft your own story by listening to this show, wouldn't it be nice to get some inspiration? Or maybe you just want a moment of immersion and escape and entertainment. Whatever it is, come join us on our new show, Pact and Boom. It's an actual play D&D podcast in the world of Calignos, where our characters Jolly, Wolfgang, and Alan will find and meet each other in hell. And from there, start a troublemaking journey with some near-death experiences that will hopefully lead them to a happy ending. Find it wherever great podcasts are heard or just go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pact and boom. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Start listening today. Uh, if instead of having everybody in town talk about the evil king and, oh, he's a bad king, if instead the evil king's son comes into town and starts, you know, gathering people up uh, to hang them in the town square, uh, you can guess which one is actually going to get the players to feel like they want to take that guy down, right? Uh, so that's another huge thing that I would personally really recommend. Uh, if you're going to be a DM, um, or an author, but especially as an author in the DM seat, practice that. Consciously act, ask yourself, hey, am I showing more than I'm telling? And then just take that same experience that you have and see what kind of things that you're showing, quote unquote, actually are getting a response. Because I'll tell you what, not everything will. And you can take that same knowledge about like, hey, these certain types of experiences and stimuli don't get much of reaction and you can apply that into your writing as well uh, but let's not stop there uh, kind of going along with that uh, remember that your players reactions are a gold mine of info for you uh, if they're bored yeah that that could be you could feel that's a failing I personally wouldn't say that that's what you should feel <laughs> I would argue that if you, they're giving a bored reaction Instead, what you ought to do is be thankful, right? Because they're letting you know, they're telegraphing how they're feeling. And so pay attention, right? Uh, that's something that you don't get when it comes to reading because you can't just stare at some reader's face, hawk-eyed, you know, as they're reading through your story. doesn't work. Uh, but you can do that here uh, with D&D. &D. It's a kind of a magical experience. It's it's like the perfect test playground for all of your ideas. And then finally, I think one of the big benefits of uh, of a potential author being a DM is that you get to practice being a pantser or a, a, a gardener is another way to say it. Uh, if anybody has uh, heard any kind of writing advice, uh, a lot of times they split the types of writers into two camps. The first one is planners, and the second one is pantsers, which, of course, that means like riding by the seat of their uh, their pants, right? Uh, I kind of like um, the other <laughs> way to phrase it, which is architects and gardeners. Architects are people who frame the story, and then they write uh 
gardeners or pantsers are people who it's like, hey, they write them themselves into a story. Maybe they have a general idea, maybe they don't, uh, but they just start writing and they kind of go with the flow of things. Uh, as a DM, you're going to see a lot of DMs who do a bit of both, right? There's some DMs that do just planning, and if players are like, hey, I want to do this, then they're going to just decentivize the heck out of that, right? They're going to be like, oh, you want to start a bakery? Um, oh gosh, the big baddie that I wanted you to attack just burned down your bakery. Oh, that's rough. Better go fight him. Uh, whereas others are going to be like, oh, hey, I'm more of a gardener approach. Oh, I love that bakery. Yeah, let's do that. That's the interesting thing right now. Oh, there's a quest where all of your, you know, friends and you, you have to go out and procure, you know, wheat, which then you have to go to the haunted windmill to grind or, or who knows what, right? Gosh, I did. I think I just got something about ghosts on the mind because I did a haunted uh, chapel in the forest, and then I did a haunted windmill, which is, of course, <laughs> not the first uh, place you think of as being haunted. But you know, uh, more power to me. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, I hope you understand what I'm saying. I hope that you understand that uh, as a DM, what you want to strike is the opportunity to kind of broaden your horizons, right? And this is true for writers as well. Um, I think some of the most successful writers, like Brandon Sanderson, you guys probably know about him. He's been a favorite of mine for a while. Um, he's he's definitely a planner, but he said he's even said in his podcast, Writing Excuses, that he's been trying to uh, have moments and create moments where he can do more of the uh, the gardener, uh, pantser kind of writing where he can kind of just feel out how the characters and the scene would evolve uh, naturally, so to speak, right? Uh, and so that's something that you should definitely try as a DM is just practice that. Practice broadening your horizons. If you're not a planner, plan some, right? Uh, and, well, that's that's actually one of the real nice things about being a, a DM is that you're kind of forced to plan. And it's actually harder in many ways to just kind of go by the seat of your pants because you have to plan, you know, encounters, you have to plan settings. Uh, and that's, you know, that's nice. But I think especially for writers who are a little too dependent on plans, they can look at the experience as a DM and be like, hey, this session, I'm going to accept two random ideas and I'm going to try my hardest to make them as interesting as possible. Thanks again for listening to our show. If you like our content and would like to engage with more of it, head over to our Instagram account at how to be a better DM and give us a follow. Make sure to watch some of our Dungeon Master Rules videos while you're there to give yourself some more structure and procedure as a Dungeon Master. Also, don't forget to reach out with a DM and we can talk shop and I can get to know you a little bit better. Thanks again for listening. So, so you can make a goal like that or conversely, you could be like, hey, uh, I've just been a player for a while. And I get scared of planning. You know, I'm more of the flying by the seat of your pants type of person. And being a player gives me that. Uh, you could instead make the commitment and be like, hey, crew, uh, for the next campaign, can I run it? It's going to be short or whatever. <laughs> uh, you can totally do that. And that's a valid thing to do. Uh, so I would say definitely, if you're an author, get into being a DM. Now, huge caveat. And kind of going back to uh, that podcast writing excuses, uh, they brought this up and, and I've seen that some in my own life where if you are a DM for, uh, for D&D &D 5e, 
there is enough planning that needs to go into it that it might suck up all of your creative time, right? I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, you're so weak that you can't do both of these. <laughs> don't think that at all, right? Because I have an issue with it too. Uh, the human mind, I guess. <laughs> a lot of us have a hard time going from one intensive uh, planning or creative uh, endeavor and jumping right into another one. And that's okay. Uh, so for like Brandon Sanderson, he even said, he was like, hey, you know, when I started getting more seriously into writing, I had to stop DMing as much. And so he only did it once in a, you know, blue moon. And, and that's fine. Uh, he also was like, hey, I still do it. I still am a player. I, and what I would say is I'd kind of, I'd riff off of that. And I'd just say, hey, you can do it, but keep a couple of things in mind. First off, you have to realize what kind of person you are. If you are the kind of person who does get exhausted after, you know, after a D&D session, uh, or you find that you're spending all your time planning, then, then you need to make a decision. Uh, one, you could time block, right? If you do really want to do them simultaneously, uh, a lot of people, what they'll do is be like, hey, uh, in my evenings, I'm going to do an hour every other day doing DMing uh, preparation, right? Uh, and then on the other days, I'm going to do an hour of writing. Now it's going to slow down both processes, but you can still get that in there. So long as you time block and you're like during eight o'clock to nine o'clock, this is all I'm doing. And if you're doing that and it's working great, love that for you. If it's not, what you can do is just kind of realize, you know, what my parents sometimes said, there's a time and season for everything, right? You can be a DM if it's something you really want and it's really good for you like absolutely be a DM. However, maybe after that campaign and you're like feeling guilty about not writing, if you're not uh, getting in the writing that you want, you can say, hey, I still want to keep this going. I need one of you to take over as the DM. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening to me. Uh, I hope that this wasn't too rough <laughs> as a first try. Uh, regardless, I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, if you find yourself in the position of being a, a potential or prospective author uh, who also is, is wanting to DM, then here's what you do. You make a plan, you call your friends, and you roll initiative.